Welcome to The Privy. I am Courtney. We are back. Season 2. First episode. Feeling good. We've been gone for a while. Um, I have a familiar voice with me today, Mr. Connor. Hello, hello, everybody. <laughs> I'm, I feel so special to be on this uh, inaugural second season. <laughs> inaugural probably isn't the right word. Yeah, but I'll go with it. Yeah, it sounds very important. presidential without reference to... The White House. Got it. Yeah. Okay. As you just referenced. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> we'll go with that. Um, yeah, we've taken a little hiatus. It was great. Some downtime to yeah, recoup. Like you've also been very um, productive, though. Yes. Re- really working hard for all of your listeners out there. Oh, look at you. <laughs> Gassing <laughs> me <true>. up. <laughs> yes, You're I have a gas yourself up, so <laughs> good thing you have somebody else here to do it. <laughs> yes, I have a lot of great things in the works. We have a full season ahead um, introducing what we call or what. Yeah, what we are going to be calling the Privy Panel, which Connor is a part of that. And that just means you'll hear him time and time again throughout the season, coming through on different topics, especially pop culture, because you are now an expert, being that you're a vulture insider, I think it is. Yeah. Now tell us what that means. So vulture is a subsidy of... um the New York Magazine. Okay. And I had been subscribed to their newsletter for a while. Okay. So I just always am constantly reading what they have. I go through every single day and like pick out the articles that I like. I can see that there are some that I don't like. But um, they have these events, uh, a Vulture Pop Culture Festival, both in New York. And they actually just recently started one in L.A., which was back in... I believe it was November, mm-hmm. and I was able to attend one of the events there because I was out there for tour. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we'll see if they keep doing that. But I think just through my activity, they approached me about being an insider. And so there are certain things that, Ooh. you know, they approach their group of insiders about. I think it's similar to kind of being a GQ insider. The yeah, ideas behind exactly. That, That's to, the first, to get yeah. an idea then of um, it's more or less a... Um, a, a case study yeah. of their audience. Yeah. And so I feel very special to be a part of that. Yeah. And it's just so cool because, you know, this is just something that I really love. And I, yeah, I the really first time, I don't know if about. I've ever mentioned this on the podcast, but the very first time I met Connor, we had this whole discussion about pop culture and like all these topics. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. you need to be on TV. <laughs> like, Aww. you are so passionate about it. Um, yeah, it was on 40, it was on a park on 47th Street. Yes, mm-hmm. we were. Yeah, shout out to the park bench, um, random park <laughs> bench that we were in. It was across from Fresh from Hell because I got a smoothie there. And we saw the guy from... Um, That's right. That TV show. Um, I can't with remember. his kids. Yes, the mm-hmm. one from... Was it Walking Dead? No. No. I think it was Oz. It might have been. Yeah. Anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> you know, once you live in New York, you see a lot of you people You sit and you just don't you just even care. Yeah. You really could care less. Yeah. What have you been up to for the past couple of weeks? Um, or months, I should say, because it's been a while since yeah. the listeners have heard you. Because I guess the last time was prior to when I went on tour. I was out in L.A. for a little bit. Dance tour. Um, dancing, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm an Irish step dancer on the side. And then um, was able to go back to my hometown of Columbus, uh, spend some time with some family, came back here for New Year's Eve. You can actually see the ball from my rooftop, uh-huh. which was really fun. Ooh. So I had like a nice party there. And it was really cool because... Um, we had people on our rooftop, but then there were so many other people on their rooftops. So we were all um, in celebration together, mm-hmm. but still, you know, we had our own space. So it wasn't too crowded, kind of like Times Square was. And then I've just been really working my butt off in real estate um, with my team over at Douglas Element. Mm-hmm. And these past 
what is it, March 1st? Yeah, so I guess the past two months really have been quite productive. Yeah. You know, hit the ground running and a, and a lot of fun. But I'm leaving for L.A. tomorrow morning, yes. actually. By yes. the time people will hear this, I'll be out there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so if you're in L.A., hit me up. Um, but I'll be out there for a quick short tour for St. Patrick's Day. Um, and then I'll be back. But, yeah, very busy, very fun. Um, but what about you? What have you been up to, Mr.? Same. Very busy. I was just telling Charlie, who is our engineer, who you guys, he probably will not say anything, um, but Nobody he is, is in right the room. <laughs> he is in the room with us right now. <laughs> but I was telling Charlie earlier when I came in, I just have this resurgence of, like, life. I've been going out a lot and just out in the scene and, like, mm. friends are saying, like, why you go out all the time. What is going on? People are concerned about me. <laughs> I'm like, everyone <laughs> calm down. I know. <laughs> everyone calm down. But it's been, like, a really fun time. I think the holiday Holidays were the kind of like the first excuse of going to all these holiday parties. Mm-hmm. And then I realized just how much I enjoy like going out and experiencing new restaurants and new cocktail bars and new events and trying not to say no to things instead of saying like yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, did I say that right? Trying to say yes instead of saying no to no. things. Right. Um, cause and I can be inside your comfort zone. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I can be very much a grandma. I can be very much a golden girl, stay in. Okay. <laughs> do Which things. one? Oh, that's a good question. If I was a golden girl, between Dorothy and Sophia. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. I don't know. Definitely not Rose. Yeah. But yeah, I think Dorothy and Sophia. I I'm a you. bit shady. I'm okay. a bit shady. Okay, okay. Yeah, well, yeah. you are you about to say Blanche? I'm Blanche. <laughs> no. <laughs> you're not a Blanche. I was about to say, oh, tell me what you really think. <laughs> um, so yeah, just having fun, working on the podcast, of course. And yeah, that's it. So mm-hmm. excited to get started today. Do you want to kick well, us? First, well, first, I actually want to know, oh, like, you should oh shout out, like, some, um, one of these little places that you've been to. What's something new that you've discovered? Oh, look at you. Yeah. Um, God, that's a really good question. About How town. dare you? I am I really I you on the spot. a big fan right now, and I was just here yesterday, so that's why it's the most recent, okay. is Atla. Atla is in, it's on, like, Lafayette and... Uh, Lafayette and anyway, it's, like it's a NoHo. It's NoHo. Oh, it's a NoHo. NoHo. That's why. I, okay, because I recognize that name. Yeah, I post I'm down there every Yeah, yeah okay. I post and um, it's a Mexican restaurant. Yeah, upscale. Yeah. Um, small. They just um did like this cocktail like uh late night cocktail hour. I'm a big fan of like late night wine bars. I'm a big What's fan of... late night for you? Late night is being done by 2 o'clock. No, oh, I'm not, okay. Now, calm down. Like, <laughs> I may be out in these streets now, but I'm still I'm still a little bit mature. Oh, okay? it's on 3rd. Yes, 3rd yeah. and third Lafayette, and right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's been a great little addition to my portfolio places that I've been <laughs> going to lately. Um, I love it. And shout out to Blue Ribbon Wine Bar, as always, because I'm always there. And where's that? That's on um, Downing and Bedford. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So over on the west side. Yeah. 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 It's good. Good. Good time. Okay. That's like one of my favorites. And then of course, I love, love a wine bar, as you can tell. So you white or red? <sighs> orange, actually. But, <laughs> <laughs> orange you mix wine them. Is a, yeah. You mix them. No, orange oh. wine is a new type of wine that's You're out. You're kidding it's, me. I'm, yeah. I feel so ignorant. Oh. I'm not a wine drinker. Uh, what are you? Hard liquor? Cider. <laughs> Cider. Anyway. Over ice with a straw. Okay, so that's not what is that a wine cooler? Like that's, that's like I don't know. That's I like was taking one all Advil day like, because I had two. 
So, okay, so we're going to get right. <laughs> That's a good segue to get into the topics. Right, because everybody's going to be wasted on Sunday at yeah. the Oscars, I must say. <laughs> That's actually what I've heard about, um, like, from people who have gone it, and who go regularly. To the Oscars. Yeah, it's yeah. actually quite boring because uh-huh. it's super long and it's an entire day affair because for us on the East Coast, it, um, you know, it starts between 7 and 8. Right. Um, and for them, you know, to add three hours, so mm-hmm. it's actually like four or five p.m. But that mm-hmm. means that they have to then be ready by like two p.m. to get to the red carpet and then do the whole walk and then do whatever interviews. I love how inside, like I love how you have the <laughs> the timeline. <laughs> yeah, because one day maybe it'll be my timeline. I don't know why it would be, but <laughs> it, could it be. will be. Both speaking to well, it. And now there's so much going on. You know, the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan Seacrest, of all people, has been on the uh, chopping block recently. Really? Mm-hmm. But nothing has been. All of the accusations so far, and by all, I mean one, and then another <laughs> one recently came to light like so two. two days got ago. It. Right. Got it. Right. This is where rumors get started. Mm-hmm. Um, he will still be doing the interviews for E! on mm-hmm. the red carpet. So we will see if there is any sort of backlash on that. Interesting. Um, but anyway, so speaking of the Oscars, we have one big movie that was very um, strong, a, a strong contender for the most part to be maybe a moonlight of this season. Uh-huh. Um, however, I finally saw this. Oh, I know. He's so, <laughs> Connor is so excited. <laughs> so excited. I finally saw this movie. Um, and shout out to MoviePass because <laughs> I can... I do not want to be spending an arm and a leg every time I go to the movies. I actually went to Itania yesterday by myself, which was really nice. Did you enjoy it? Yeah. Okay. I had fun. I had fun. Um, did I really like the movie? No, but the acting was phenomenal. Exactly. I thought the same thing. The movie was just like, eh. Mm. But like definitely not the best perform- picture. Yeah. Ugh. But Margot is just absolute. Oh, my gosh. In Alice and Janney, there's the one scene where she throws, spoiler alert. Yeah. She they, they have an argument, and she throws the knife. And just both of their reactions. Yeah. To that were just phenomenal. Um, Margot's ability to just emote, both of their abilities to emote without saying anything. Yeah. And then Alice and Gianni's eyes. She's hilarious. And she's just hilarious. Oh, yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, at the very end during the credits, they roll images of those actual interviews. Yeah, I know. And, and you get to see the comparison. Yeah. And that woman, like, her mother actually looks like that. Yeah. And the fat guy, <laughs> I hated him. I hated him. The actor who played him did an incredible job. I hated him. Yeah. So pathetic. But anyway, call me by your <laughs> I was about name. To say, so, so is that what we were... Is, <laughs> no, no, was no, that, no, 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 the impact on our culture? I tell you, because we definitely just dissected no, the whole so movie. so I finally saw Call Me By Your Name. Yes. And... If you guys remember... Damn, yeah, if we... We did yeah, talk about this. Right yeah, before yeah, we ended season see, one. Yeah. You got to see it at the New York Film Festival. Yes, in mm-hmm. early October before it was released. Exactly. <clears throat> also... <laughs> <clears throat> um, yes, because you were smart enough to wait in line and see if there were any Ooh, extra tickets, shady. and I was yeah, not. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, that is true. I yeah. mean, I, I didn't. Um, I wish I did, because then I could have seen Army Hammer and Timothy Chalamet. But I didn't like it. Shut up. I know. I was not expecting to hear that. From- I loved the book. When I finished the book. Oh, so you're one of those. I'm one of those, okay. yes. I definitely okay. What didn't you like about the, it? the book boat. Um, I found Army Hammer's casting Incorrect. Interesting. How Timothy so? Chalamet was phenomenal. Yeah, he was. Ama- I use that word all the time. Um, but as a young actor, 
for him, not me, but him. I was about to say you're an actor. I, I, was, no, no, I was, no, was like, no. wait, what? No, this is this is to describe him as a young actor. He is going to have a very illustrious career yeah. ahead of him. Yeah. And just this year alone, he played so many dynamic characters. He was in Lady Bird. Yeah. He was a little bit of a man whore in Lady Bird, which was also a oh, really Oh, I forgot good, about that. A really good movie. Yeah. Uh, and I want to hear about this Army Hammer, though. Why? I do just you... didn't. He was too old, Ooh. I think, for the role. <laughs> He's, he, he was playing like a 20... He's supposed to be 24. And I, I'm i hmm. pretty sure he's in his 30s. But you know Americans can... <clears throat> we can look a little older. Yeah. But... I look how I group myself in with Army <laughs> Hammer, by the way. But like in comparison to... Because the other one... He played a French boy? French? Italian? They're, they it? live in Italy. They live in Italy. But yeah. was he American as well? They're both American. Oh, oops. Yeah. Uh... But it's like a, an, an Italian summer home for the professor yeah and his father's the professor and also there was not there were some differences between the book and the movie yeah you know, artistic discretion to okay. uh the, the screenplay and what so one you. to ten what would you give it when did you, i give it a seven okay it was still good i yeah. still had an emotional reaction to it basically because of that last scene does timmy does timothy deserve oh. an oscar for that last scene in comparison to the other performances this season, no. But does he... Does, Say that one more time. In comparison to the other performances... Performances that he was in. Not that he was in, but in comparison to the his competitors yeah. for this year's do Oscars. You, do you know the, his competitors right off? Um, the big one who's going to win, I don't know if he should, but it's What's-His-Face from... Um, he's playing Winston Churchill. Oh, got it. Got it. Yes, um, yes. Not well... Ah. Um, uh, well, you know what? Anyway, I'm... his name is uh, his name is eluding me. Yeah. But that last scene was incredible, and the song. Did you cry? He, he's going to. I teared up. Yeah. I teared up. No, I, I did not cry. Falling. I cried at once on this island the other day. That was a really good musical. Uh-huh. Which, by the way, random side note, people. But Alex Newell, I don't know if you remember him. He first came kind of to pop culture light in. Uh, the Glee Project. Mm-hmm. He was, um, you know, a very flamboyant man mm-hmm. who happens to be incredibly talented. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, does he have an amazing voice? Mm-hmm. And he played Mother Earth in this musical, and it's his Broadway premiere. He was on the he was on Glee. He didn't win the Glee Project, but he was on Glee as Unique, a transgender character, mm-hmm. um, and. Oh, you've got to listen to Mama Will Provide. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. His voice and just the whole musical. I would suggest like everybody just go see this musical. It was really fun. It was, it, it's uh, a theater in the round. Um, You're not really into musicals, honey. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Not everybody is, but He's this not one. into them seating, the seating in those bro- <laughs> <laughs> It's so uncomfortable. I kept, I did. Um, it's for smaller people. You don't want my phone. I can't have my phone out. Well, that's because you're supposed to pay attention. And I it's know, 90 minutes. True. There's no intermission. Oh, good. It's good, a 90-minute one. It's Ugh. the same thing with um, Come From Away. I okay. also saw that musical. But um, anyway, so I, I kept looking at him during the during the show thinking, he looks so familiar. I'm pretty sure that's him. That's got to be him. And so at the end of the show, and I flipped through, and I thought, I thought that was a guy. And I, I knew that was Alex. No, wait. How did we get here from Call Me By Your Name? Um... I don't remember. <laughs> Your side note. Okay. <laughs> I know, because okay. I can monologue. I apologize for all of you, but I can monologue. Um, Timothy Chalamet, Oscar nominee, wonderful performance. Call Me By Your Name, 7 out of 10. Book is better. 
I like actually had yeah, I had more of we act, we went to Mamafuku. I had a group of friends. We went to go see it together, uh-huh. and we all went to Mamafuku afterwards. And we're just kind of every it, we all had positive feelings yeah. about it. So I would say I did have a positive. Do you think it had a? Because I think I asked this question in the not to cut you off. Sorry. No, no, um, I think I asked this last year when I was talking about seeing it or. Maybe I've said it in discussion. Anyway, <laughs> do you think it had an impact on the on the gay community? Like a, a, a the, as heavy as the impact as well, I think it had a, a large impact on the community, or it should. I, I think it speaks okay. a story that is very relatable to a lot of gay men. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a one of those stories that a lot of us have went through. Not the exact same story where we like are. <laughs> We all went through it. Yeah, no, that's not the case. But we all have similar things where, like, that very first crush and, like, what that is like. Do we live through it? Like, how that works. Um, I also think one of the stronger messages is the acceptance of his father. Right. Which Which is like, which a lot of us just don't have. That scene wasn't in the book. Oh. Of him. I mean, the acceptance was there, but, like, that whole scene of his father making an illusory point yeah. that he could be gay yeah was not in the book yeah but that was a very powerful scene um the movie i would say the hype around the movie was more powerful than the movie okay so That's fair. thanks thank um thanks in part to the i guess i can't think of the metaphor but the wave of press yeah. surrounding it right if it was just another indie film that was released, I think it would have gone under the radar. Would you... Did you enjoy Moonlight better? Yeah. You did? I did. Good. And that's probably because it was an eye into something I'd never seen Got it. before. Got it. And it also left me... Left me wondering. Where with Call Me By Your Name, it somewhat left me wondering, but there was still closure because Army's character gets married yeah but like that happens so often mm-hmm. and yeah mm-hmm. I, I can get what you're saying though yeah I think Moonlight did have way more of a like what happened next mm-hmm. kind of thing mm-hmm. versus we've been there done that seen that before right and the music the music to uh, Call Me By Your Name was definitely something that helped move the movie along because yeah. there were de- there were some slow scenes but what's exciting is that very last song um, oh, I can't remember what it's what it is but the song that has the credits rolling and Timothy looking into the fire mm-hmm. uh, that guy I can't remember his name off the top of my head is performing that that's going to be performed at the Oscars yeah which will be exciting um, so anyway um, I just think the book was better okay yeah. I I I probably will not read the book, but uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you've seen the movie, so I, know, I think so it's, it's so really hard, hard to go, go from back, movie go to book. Back, yeah, yeah. It's actually probably hard to go from one to the other. Period. Yeah, because you already have a preconceived you have a, notion yeah. of what the show is about. And speaking of preconceived notions, exactly. Queer Eye. <laughs> we are just on with these transitions. Um, have you seen the whole? So as we I have all not know, seen the, yeah, go open um, it up. <laughs> <laughs> Queer Eye, which is now just called Queer Eye, not for the straight guy, okay, um, has been rebooted by Netflix, which, by the way, has just recently 
put forward several billion dollars in funding for this coming year with yeah. over I think they're they're supposed to have over eight hundred original program mm-hmm. pieces mm-hmm. for this coming year mm-hmm. alone. And they have new contracts with both Ryan Murphy and Shonda Rhimes. Mm. So let's see Netflix what you bring out this year. <laughs> Bringing in some heavy hitters for sure. Um and so they brought back um resurrected of sorts. Queer Eye. Okay. And it's a whole new cast. There are eight episodes, uh, and they all have very different gentlemen with uh-huh. whom they work. Uh-huh. I would actually be very intrigued if they did um, Have you seen it? A Queer Eye. I saw all of them. Did yeah. you? I didn't binge it. It's very hard for me to binge anything. Okay. I can watch like two episodes of something and then well, like, I can, have to do something yeah. else. I'm kind of with you too, except for Law & Order SVU. I can binge that all day, every day. Anyway. but no, why that's <laughs> I don't know. I'm just so it's into gotta that. It's got to be SVU. It's just, it's just so good, but like, you know what's happening, but you still gotta watch every... Dun, dun. Anyway, yeah, it's so good. Oh my god. My... That used to scare me as a kid. It would come on after like Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman or Walker, Texas Ranger or something. Okay, Cider. So, mm-hmm. uh, okay, Cider. <laughs> okay. So, um... I watched like three of the episodes, and so I. So you have, I, and did you see the first three, or did you just? Jump I thought around? I watched the first one. The first one, I think it was the third one, with the gay I, guy. No, you so I watched see? the one with the fifty-seven-year-old guy from Dallas. Okay, and then I watched the one Are you from sure he was from Dallas. I thought they were all from like the Atlanta area. Well, they I know they shot it in Atlanta, but I know he's from Dallas. Okay. Don't come for me. Okay? Okay. Okay. <laughs> he was okay. 57 from Dallas. Maybe he lived in Atlanta at the was time. Was this the first one? The very very first one. Okay. okay. Um and then Where the I daughter watched, nominated him. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. then I watched the one with the cop. Mm-hmm. Which is very interesting. Uh, I really wanted yeah. to see that one because I read an article that you actually sent me about that episode and God, I saw another one. And then I saw the clip of the one um the gay guy who hadn't came out to his stepmom. Yeah, that's the, yeah. Yeah, I hadn't seen the whole thing. Oh, you thing. haven't seen the whole thing. thing. Okay, have you just seen the coming out? Yeah, part? I was kind of like okay. dipping and dabbing because I wanted to be like prepared for today and I did not have time between <laughs> two days and today to see eight episodes. I know, I've been so bad too. Um, to like getting back to you on that. What do you think? I loved it. Uh, I never, I never watched the first, like, um, the first time. I never watched Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Okay. Um, but, I I have I really enjoyed it. It was very fun. It was very lighthearted. I must say that Jonathan Van Ness was my is my favorite. He at first was not. I thought he was too much, mm. just too much. But that's just that's kind one of with long hair. Long hair. Yes. Yeah. Long hair man. Very effeminate, but very, very funny. And I feel very genuine. Okay. Um, like if I had to rank them, I could. Yeah. Um, but I feel like Bobby. Does probably the most work, or at least his team does. Bobby is which Bobby one? is the bleach blonde one. Okay, yes. Yeah. Um, and then there's Karamo and Anthony and Tan. Yeah, I it's kind of a tie between Tan and Jonathan Van Ness because Jonathan's okay. the one who does like the physical appearance of beards and hair, and Tan does the whole style thing, and it always seems as if Tan gets a little bit more out of the guys as well as Jonathan than the others necessarily do, except for that cop episode. What? Which what? I almost felt was a little bit too quick with Karamo and um, him discussing. Well, okay, so I want to read something because... Yeah. Um, so when I heard it was going to come back out, I was just so not I excited roll. about it. Okay. Yeah, I roll. Into mm-hmm. I roll because I am not a fan of reboots. I okay. think there's something about the integrity of a classic or something that did really well. Um, so then... I don't know why this popped into my head. So what about Will and Grace? 
No, I, I have, okay. I haven't, I haven't watched it, and I okay. just really don't have a desire. I think that's a little bit different because I feel it's a like reboot with the same cast, reboot with the same class, with the same cast, and I don't think the the gap was that vast. I don't know how many years is between it, but I I'm just not into more reboot. Years between... Oh, really? Uh, maybe it's listen. I don't know. Anyway, I just don't yeah, like yeah. a reboot. Maybe um, anyway, years. so. That was just like a personal thing. And then I read this tweet that a friend of mine. A tweet. <laughs> a tweet. Yes. A Very tweet. legitimate source right um, here. A tweet or maybe it was an Instagram. Story. I don't re- No, it was a Facebook, so, actually. <laughs> it was a Facebook. But I'm going to read this to you. And okay. I want to hear what you say, what you think about this. Queer Eye for the Straight Guy is one of the worst shows in existence. This is a gay guy, by, by the way. Um, also, and that, okay, is he talking about for the straight guy? Or is he talking about? The, I think the he's reboot. talking about the reboot, but hold, let's not dissect. Hold on, wait a minute. Okay, because I'm already dissecting it. Because <laughs> if he's going to insult so something, stop, insult it shut up. properly. Okay. So he goes, "Queer for the Straight Guy" is one of the worst shows in existence. Um, it's purposes that a gay man is nothing but an accessory and assisted pawn in a heteronormative world who's not only who's not only not taken seriously, but whose sole purpose in the world is to assist the straight man. And so that had me thinking. Mm. It did have me thinking. While I think that that comment is very aggressive. <laughs> very, very aggressive. Yeah. Um, I do think he has some points to it, which is why I have a hard time with the show. Okay. I think in the time where we are, we were just talking about Call Me By Your Name and some other topics. We're that, a little more progressive. A little more progressive. And I think it's something that Queer Eye, they actually say in the opening where the first Quran for the Straight Guy was about tolerance, and this one is about acceptance. This kind of version is about acceptance. You, I don't mm. know if they replay the opening every time, but I know that was what they said in the first one. That right. really struck it, me. That's right. That's um, right. I'm kind of like torn between the fact of like, yeah, you do. These roles kind of depict the same box that we have been in for so long. Um, and these people, yeah, these haters for lack of a better term right now consider that the show is still placing is placing ourselves back into the box yeah Yeah. so what do you think about that i find there to definitely be some truth to that yeah not so much so as the first season yeah or the first because i think it went on for a few seasons but the first show for queer eye for the straight guy um and I do, there are some issues that can be raised from it, but at the same time, it's entertainment. Yeah. It's, I see it as an entertainment piece and it's very fun and it's very funny. Yeah. But it's also heartfelt. And um, it is, they are working towards the acceptance of any type of individual. Right. I mean, specifically gay men. Mm-hmm. And I think having, one episode with a gay man, yeah, who definitely did not fall into those boxes, right? Helped uh-huh. the cause, but at the same time, then it does seem it does seem somewhat backwards. Yeah, it seems a bit contrived too. Um, well, it's a re- it's a quote unquote reality. Show, yeah, yeah, of which is it's which contrived. is something you do have to take into account. But yeah. I I have been like looking at both articles, like both critic kind of style articles in terms of like the for and against. And I feel like I'm right down the middle. Because after I saw it, I was pleasantly surprised that I do find it entertaining. Mm-hmm. The, one of the things that's so interesting to me is I haven't heard many gay men really, like, post about it on social media or anything like that or really have even watched it. But I've seen a plethora of straight men 
discuss it with me, post it on social, really? that they love it, which is so interesting to me. Oh, and what have they said? That they, I mean, they absolutely love it. Um, a guy yesterday. Um, I guess specifically, like specifically, why? he just loved like the makeover scenes and how like emotional it is and how mm-hmm. like the straight guys and it's like the connection kind of that one. Of, I think it was maybe Vulture that you sent me or one of the articles you sent me a while back. Um, just saying how they're putting these two groups of people from different walks of life, um, kind of in the same group and things kind of flourish, you know, mm-hmm. in a way that you don't expect, which is, I think, is such a learning experience, even for myself. Um, recent, like, friendships with, like, straight guys who I look back and I'm like, I would have never thought I would be friends with you as you appear to be this very seemingly, like, ignorant. I think we, I'm saying all gotcha. that to say we we as gay men put judgment on straight yeah, men with the assumption of the ignorance. Exactly, yeah. with like, oh, you don't get me. Like, I don't want to be around you, and well, um, and then that's creating a faction, and that's not how you're going to progress exactly. at all. Yeah, it's a, two, it's a two-way street. Yeah, you know this whole. I don't like the word tolerance because tolerance puts a divide. Yeah, and a, a layering mm-hmm. between two parties, yeah. and acceptance uh, puts is um, creates an empathy, a yeah. level of empathy between mm-hmm. two parties, and. Um, I think it's a very, it's just a very interesting, I can see both sides. I'm kind of like torn in the, in the middle. I actually went into it kind of with an attitude, <laughs> thinking like, this is going to be terrible. Defensive, yeah, this yeah, This is yeah. so like, everybody thinks, everybody all thinks the gay men are this. just like this, mm-hmm. or blah, blah, blah. Um, but it was actually remarkably surprising that it was somewhat entertaining. Mm-hmm. I, I will say that. And I don't think it's as bad as what people have naysayers have kind of depicted it to be but right i do think that it kind of sets us back a little bit maybe not 10 years but, it but sets it's us also back a the years. other thing too that we have to understand not to play devil's advocate but it's that it's a tv show yeah and the premise is that you have one individual representing one facet yeah of how this yeah. person's life needs to be right redone mm-hmm. so their characters, more or less, have to be one dimensional. Yeah. You have the stylist, you have the, yeah. you know, you have hair in yeah. grooming, you have clothes, you have food, and Anthony is actually just an actor. I don't know how he got this job well, for Karamo food. Well, Karamo, too. No shade and to Karamo. Karamo. Shout out to Karamo. On. He's absolutely fantastic. But he They're was like all... on MTV. Yeah. He was on this other reality show. Like, I don't see like, him. Congratulations that... for being cast. Yeah. But yeah, I <laughs> no shade thrown. That's one of that's one of the things for me that's hard for me because I don't follow in, these are these aren't like your what's what's the guy who used to be on Oprah all the time uh, interior decorator Nate Burkus. Yes, he's mm-hmm. not like a Nate Burkus where you, you know him from interiors. Like right, he is an expert at that. I feel like these this new wave of guys are like okay, just five gay guys, right? Who I'm sure in their own Jonathan right, is a hairstylist. Okay, he actually was real quick Cute. to him was made famous more or less for his Gay of Thrones. So while he would be cutting people's hair, they would talk about the previous night's episode. Oh, cute. Yeah, so he actually is... I'm, yeah. yeah, that is and his I'm sure specialty. they are, and I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, like, bash them, but it's just like, mm, whatever. Right. Take it or leave it. I'll just... No, because I was actually thinking... There's more to come. ...that you said, you know, you mentioned Nate Burkus, and it's like, well, what if you had somebody like Gus Kenworthy... Oh, 
Transition. I know, but <laughs> segue. <laughs> what if you had somebody like him with the athletic side of it, and you know he's not necessarily somebody who is as flamboyant as let's say Jonathan Van Ness, mm-hmm. and so you have five characters because remember they are characters, yeah. people. This is a TV show, yeah. and it's not. There is no gay agenda. (laughs) We're not trying to push anything, but it's just trying to get an idea. It's these, um, just trying to get an idea of how dynamic anybody is. Yeah. Not just gay people, but I think that's, that's where we find our, um, confrontations. Yeah. With these people who like it or don't like it because it's, it's not trying to go a mile. Yeah. It's just trying to go a few inches. Yeah. Or a yeah. few feet. You Good know? point. We want, we want it to do so much more, and it, that takes time, not, yeah. and that takes a hell of a lot of discussion. And so this is getting, I think this is very much getting the ball back to rolling. Mm. And it's the same thing then with the Olympics and <laughs> our recent Olympians. Um, congratulations to everybody. I don't know. I know one Olympian, but that he was in, like, he got a gold for. Yeah, if I had to take a quiz on how they performed and what they did, I cannot tell you, but I can tell you. Gus that... got seventh this year, and Adam got third in the group. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But Gus got second in Sochi four years ago. Okay. He was only 22, and now he's 26. And he was closeted then, right? Yeah. Or at least, you know. I don't know what a closet is anymore. Oh, you don't. You know, you don't like know. in the when you're in the public eye. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's like, yeah, I guess you could be closeted. Because isn't Jodie Foster technically still is, isn't she? I don't know. I don't know how long. You know, it's like something where, okay, do I really need a public coming out? Do I have to tell everybody? Well, you know, what, and I know we've talked about this before. What's really interesting about Gus Kenworthy and Adam Rippin um, is that Rippon. they. Oh, did I pronounce it wrong? Oops. No. Anyway. I think it's just a little, there's a little bit more flair. Come on, give him the life. You know, he's a little bit more of a flair. <sighs> Whatever. Not so much as what's his face. Gus and Adam. <laughs> what's the other guy? It's Tara Lipinski. Um, do you remember his name? I can't remember. Definitely like, don't know what you're talking about. super flamboyant skater who was a commentator this year. I don't. I'm mm. sorry. Okay, anyway, I'm with type, Gus and I'm Adam, though, they have been very instrumental in like the movement of LGBT. I feel like they've taken their responsibility seriously. I feel like they get where they they are in the world, mm-hmm. and they've been very vocal on like where they stand, and I appreciate that most of all, which is why I wanted to discuss them today. I think they're absolutely awesome, especially Adam. Um, I know there were some things with, like, Johnny Weir. Don't know who that is. But um, I know Adam was, um, (laughs) there was something with Pence. And do you know about that? Because I I didn't really follow that. But it was something about a discussion with Pence, and Pence said something. Yeah, Pence had, like, um, wanted, had a phone call or something. Mm -hmm. And Adam didn't get, or wanted an interview or something with him, and Adam didn't have the chance, and then everybody wanted to know, well, if you did have the opportunity to talk to Vice President Mike Pence, what would you say? And actually on Ellen, um, a few days or a few weeks ago, he had a very nice statement about that, that while at first he said, I have nothing to say to him, 
That is very true, and that was a very personal answer. Yeah. But as momentum moved around who Adam is yeah. and what he represents, yeah. because again, here we go. Now he's a public figure, and now he has a wave of representation, and now he is more of a movement, kind of like with, you know, debatably Sam Smith. In a similar mm, light, we've mm, put we've placed put this on yeah, him, yeah. and Adam has done a much better job. Maybe he has like a publicist um, <laughs> who makes sure he watches what he says. I know, Sam, you're very talented, Sam. Um, but with Adam, he said that uh, because backstory, real quick, Pence has in the past voted for and supported conversion therapy. Mm. Um, you know. And it's just so funny that here's Pence, the governor of Indiana, yet you have... I'm sorry, guys. That was me. (laughs) How dare I? Go ahead. (laughs) Yet you have a mayor. The mayor of South Bend Uh is uh, openly gay. Yeah. And partnered with his spouse for a while. Yeah. Um, And it's just there's um, such a a dichotomy with how mid-America is represented. Yeah. Because I... I come from Columbus. I'm a mid-American. Now I... Mid-American. No, I want you to finish that. I'm a mid-American. night. New words. New words created every day. Um, and I can't remember where this was going to. Oh, but Adam... Adam said that he would... Uh, he would say... Whatever he would say would be representative on the behalf of all of those who are in situations in which they can't fully express who they are and can't be true to themselves because individuals such as Pence believe that who they are is wrong. Right. And, you know, he got an applause for that. And I think it's very powerful. Absolutely. And the acknowledgement of this isn't about me. Yeah. This is about them and I, not them, but like us. And I am a representation of us right. and I can have and I, love I can that. have a voice. I love, I love taking that, that responsibility because that really does show ownership and like really shows that he knows what's going on. And and speaking to that, Gus, I don't know if you saw a couple of days ago or I, I don't know. He was um at a club the other night, according to page six <laughs> in Chelsea. I can't remember. What <laughs> that's it was why called. I love that you were here. How do you know? <laughs> And, like, why would they even report that? Like, okay, like, you don't need to. It's, like, so gossipy. I don't even know. You know, it's, like, I want to make sure that I have the difference between gossip and actual news. But, you know, sometimes it's just gossip. <laughs> anyway, but Gus, a couple um, of days can ago. can I meet you? <laughs> Gus, and Gus, actually. And Gus. Um, he posted some really vile comments that people were saying on YouTube about him that I thought were oh, very interesting. Tell me more, tell me more. Um, and then... Um, so he posted them. It's 2000, and this is basically, I guess, what people say to him. And you do hear this a lot. I often hear, even when I say I have an LGBTQ podcast where I fo- focus on, like, our social issues and relationships and things like that, you do kind of get, like, sometimes you get kind of, like, a pushback and kind of, like, not really a pushback, but I'm sure people think, like, why would you why would you need that in, like, 2018, you know, to, to highlight those type of issues? And it's a level of ignorance. Yeah, of course. But he goes, them... Um, it's 2018. Nobody cares that you're gay. Homophobia, homophobia doesn't exist anymore. Get over yourself, basically. He said that? Well, no, 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 no. That's what he posted that people say to him. Oh, right. Oh, them. Okay. He started with them, and then that's what he said. Okay, them, colon, this. Okay. Yeah, and then he posted all these um, YouTube um, comments, about comments like... Him. 
F you, go dive AIDS, like things that are just, I, I can't even read all this stuff because. It's horrible. It's so horrible. And it's still true. It's so true. I still get. But it's not, still bullying. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And that's absolutely. A, I still, Sorry to cut you off. No, no, no. Real quick, like. It's not just LGBTQ. Yeah. It's bullying, yeah, period. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It all falls under bullying. Yeah. Bullying is what needs to be eradicated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Even Continue. on my... I don't want to be on a soapbox. No. God. <laughs> Get you frustrated. <laughs> you throwing in the towel. I mean, hey, I have been bullied my life as well. I know. Well, even on my... So I have a YouTube channel, which um, was mm-hmm. under my fashion blog. And... FYI, everybody. Courtney is a very dynamic individual. <laughs> Should we plug your so, and, uh, No, fashion? we are not. No, okay. we are not plugging. You okay, should all go look at his uh, Instagram. Though. Okay, he is so a very fine I used model. to be somewhat of a fashion blogger. And I had these videos on YouTube, which are still up. You can still go see them. Okay. And I have this one called Thinking Outside the Farm. And it was this thing where I, I styled overalls three different ways. And I had three different people. And, yeah, the whole thing. No, and I like, bought a pair of overalls the other day for <laughs> seven bucks. I love it. I love it. But, like, even some of my comments, sometimes I'll get comments even now. Like, it has, like, 20,000 views. <laughs> I just realized. Um, <laughs> and you've post, you posted it years ago. Years ago. Don't come for me. Was that Shay? <laughs> no. Oh, no, okay, no, no. This okay, was okay, um, backstory okay, okay. because, like, good, people are still good, looking at good. this. Yeah. But, like, somebody wrote, fruitcakes can ruin everything. That's what I was, like. Fruitcakes? Like, fruitcakes can ruin everything. Um, can't stand this guy's voice. Just really mean, awful comments. And I'm like, yeah, back to bullying. It's, like, just terrible. And I think it is. It, it Even though it, it's, it's big for everyone, but, like, homophobia really does exist. And I think that is why, and it actually answered a question for me, when it started coming out about Gus and Adam, I get annoyed when, like, it makes news that they come out. Like, they're gay. Like, it's yeah. such a, if you Google them, it's all about, like, being gay and blah, blah, blah. And there's so much more to so them. So much is removed from then their talent. And Why I, should they be known? And I wonder if it's, like, one of those things I, I'm split right in the middle, too. Is the exposure great for that kind of acceptance overall? Or do we just need to kind of let go and kind of just let them exist how they will and how, like, the relationship and, like, why does it have to be a big thing? So, I don't know. Right. I think it's a little bit of both. I think, look back with these comments, I think there does need to be he's gay um, to kind of, like, move mountains and, like, kind of get us in a better place. But again, know. it's it comes back to what we've talked about pro- before on this um, are they responsible on this, on this podcast? Oh, thank you. Not this specific, um, <laughs> this specific episode. But no, I was previously. like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> Please use the antecedent um, <laughs> about how certain individuals who are in the spotlight have that responsibility. Yeah. Do they or do they not? And um, Adam has chosen to make that, as has Gus. Yeah. And it's not necessarily that they're super big advocates and that's what they're going to go for for the rest yeah. of their lives but it is very nice to have that yeah and it comes back to a th- shakespeare quote pull it up and um, sure pulling yeah, it up yeah, you talk. I, I think it's very refreshing that i think it's a great example to young lgbtq children and just children overall all youth um not sh- that they oh, are yeah. taking responsibility instead of just posting beautiful pictures and being fabulous and living in that celebrity um, mm-hmm. that is such, I think, 
it, it's a, such a big problem in today's day and age. So while you look for that. Um, no, I found it. It's from oh, 12th, 12th Night. Okay. Um, and Malvolio says, some are born great, some achieve greatness, and some have greatness thrust upon them. Ooh. And debatably, you know, these individuals, we throw greatness upon them and expect them to yeah. do something with yeah. it. And not everybody is able to use that yeah. to their advantage and to the advantage of the people. That was good. Thank you. <laughs> I, love, I love how you, <laughs> he made this face, everyone. Like, <laughs> it's like, people, period. Is that how it should end? <laughs> Let's get Humanity. To, I think Humanity. we have room for one more topic. Maybe two. Okay, okay. Wait, one more topic. Yeah, at least I really want to touch on this recent um, video that Janelle Monet has posted. I'm a huge fan of her. She has such a funky sound. Uh-huh. Um, and again, it comes back to this whole thing of like, why do they need to be defined by their sexuality? It's just a facet of who they are. Yeah. And um, the song is called Make Me Feel, and it has Prince all over it. Yeah, Like, it's it good. has Prince written I saw the video. all over it's it. It's a good video. Oh, it's I'm a... so glad. I know you're a friend of Janelle Monae. I'm just glad she out of those suits. You know how when she first came out, she was only in a Always in suits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. But yeah, she, it's really good. Good song. Yeah, and it's super catchy, and she's walking, you know, at the very beginning, she walks in first scene with her supposed girlfriend. You know, it's all of this now gossipy things Mm -hmm. because people are moving away from the actual content. And the whole thing about the song is like, it's it's basically a bisexual anthem. Mm -hmm. And I love it too because now there's this whole new thing of bisexual lighting. Maybe it's not new, but it's definitely, for lack of a better phrase, come to light, pun intended. More (laughs) recently, um, there were a few scenes in Atomic Blonde with bi... Sexual lighting. Can I stop you right there? I have to share something. I'm sorry. I have to stop you right there. (laughs) Me and Connor were going back on email, and we were talking about the topics. And what he said, (laughs) go team U.S. gay. (laughs) (laughs) You just have to know when he does his little puns and stuff, it's like so much in it. So it's capital U, capital S, (laughs) um, open parentheses, capital G, close parentheses, capital A. Open parentheses, capital Y, and parentheses. Anyway, back to you. Back to the blonde video. Sorry. It's just made me. <laughs> you cracked me up. But in Atomic Blonde, there's also a sequence where the lighting is both pink and blue. And I had never really heard of this before, but most of this music video for Make Me Feel is all in this color scheme. Mm-hmm. And it's just so fun. And who cares about. I don't care whether or not. Janelle's bisexual. I don't either. You know, that was I the only time. I care about the anthem. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It's a catchy song. She's, they, artists who are this big, you know, they write from personal experience, but they're not writing so much, especially when you have like a big hit. It's writing to connect with an audience. So let that song connect with yeah, you. Yeah, but I also wonder, was that her way of like kind of, Saying yes and then sticking the middle finger up? No, was that her way of like coming out? Like I often wonder, do artists do that to make it easier? Does that make sense? Like, is this yeah. her way of like waving her flag without waving the, like, without waving I, the flag? Yeah, yeah. Like to just kind of let people know. Which I'm not mad at it. I'm just saying, like, I wonder if that's it could be that as well. Mm-hmm. I don't really care about if she buy because I have my own personal opinion, which I 
I don't just don't even really care about. I, I don't just care. don't really care about. Her I don't trailer. care. I really she has don't. phenomenal skin. Yeah, she's and a great voice, and she's beautiful at acting. <laughs> she's absolutely great. Yeah. yeah, she's a great actress. Yeah. But but you were saying in, in terms of bisexuality because I want to get into this last topic and then we got to wrap it up. Okay, we'll go ahead. Um, you sent me uh, a um link from vulture.com I know, um, shout out, shout on out. the boom of bisexual uh, representation on TV. Yeah, and strangely enough, it's primarily female bisexuals. Bisexuality. Yeah, it's more acceptable. Right. And why do you think that is? You know we've talked about it. We, we've also talked about it on the podcast before. Honestly, don't know. I think it comes with like a certain level of because masculinity. Because females are seen more as a sexual... Yeah, and I also think that sexually. it's harder... There's something about masculinity, and I think, I think this may sound rough, and for my female listeners, don't <laughs> attack. Don't me. come off with a fork and knife. I think it Pitch falls force. on the the. the viewer. I think it falls on female and their take on bisexuality. So for some reason, women and I, I've asked a number of female friends, if they found out that their boyfriend, fiance, whatever, had been was, with, with another guy, yeah. that is instantly, like, usually, that's no, no, no. kind of right. like an end-all, be-all, whereas men are more accepting of it. Right. And I think it has a lot to do with that, because I think that will, I, I shouldn't say promote, but that will have a guy, like, a guy can recognize, like, how you stand on certain things without even asking you directly. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, if a guy's with a woman for, like, four or five years, I'm sure that conversation has come up before. Right. And that kind of, like, guides it in how you exist in the world. And so I think over time, it's just this thing in our culture where it's just less acceptable for, for a man to be um, bisexual or it's at like least admit machismo, to it. Yeah. But not just that culture. Yeah. Like all. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder if that, I mean, does that come back to something gen, not so much genetic, but historically where the the male figure is supposed to be stronger? Yeah. And does that then somehow relate to an inability because to dominate? Mm-hmm. Because then that comes back, and I know it's a bad metaphor to put it into to the bedroom, mm-hmm. but then when it comes to another having relations with another man, then do you, do, does a, one male lose his dominance mm. lose that strength oh that might be a topic we have to visit later in the season yeah because i don't think it does yeah i don't think so either. at all i think it's actually more empowering but um going back to this surge of bisexual individuals it, it is primarily females and we have a lot i mean what i actually really love <laughs> have you seen broad city I have not. I tried to watch it. I'm not a fan. That's right. So. I think we talked about yeah. that. Because you don't like Abby's character, I right? I don't really like either one of the characters. I think... Okay. Yeah, I, just, I don't really get that humor. Okay. But I want to because everyone loves it. Okay. <laughs> I... It's not my humor, but uh-huh. I find it so funny because I know that they're doing characters. Mm-hmm. And there are so many times when... Um, no, it's Abby's character. You can tell she's like about to break. She's holding the sides of her uh-huh. mouth so stiffly. Mm-hmm. Kind of the same thing the way Dan Levy does in Shit's Creek. I mm-hmm. don't know if you've seen that. Um, but that's that's a bisexual character that's yeah. male. And that's not on mainstream TV. But neither is... Um, anyway, so Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Grownish. Jane the Virgin. Oh, Gronis has bisexual. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Yeah, one of her friends in the show. Um, I mean, and good for her. I never, to be honest, I never liked her acting like that girl. The main girl. Yeah. Really? In Blackish. 
Because her, it was just her voice. I guess the way that she, but she was, you know, portraying a, a, a teen that just couldn't yeah. be asked. Oh my god, I adore her. You know, she is like, <laughs> I love her. I think her and Zendaya are like these two young. Zendaya, oh, both of them, she is just, phenomenal. Okay, calm down. I know. I, 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 see know. You have I need a to favorite. see the Greatest Showman. I think <laughs> I'm going to see it but tonight. I love Movie pass. Both of them so. Much. <laughs> I love both of them so much because they're so young. Mm-hmm. And so, as the kids say, woke. <laughs> They're just so they take. <laughs> Do people mis- even use that word anymore? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. But, you shouldn't be asking yeah. me. I'm the one who says Mid Americanite. But um, yeah, I just love how like in tune they are with like what's going on in the world, and I love that. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I am a fan. So I have to watch Grownish. I mean, even with trying to find bisexual guests to come onto this podcast, males have been the hardest thing. I'm a part of meetup.com. Yeah, I love meetup. I've never done anything, but I me have like either. a few. Me either. <laughs> <laughs> they email me every day. Four or five meetups. But yeah, you notice yeah. in all the bisexual like groups, I go oh, through and like kind of stalk. Okay. The the men are so slim in these groups. It's mainly women. Slim pickings. Yeah, gotcha. which is so interesting to me. So we need to in, un, maybe dissect that a little bit further later in the season. Anybody listening who would like to be on? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just shoot me an email. <laughs> um, and then I'm actually going to do poll questions. Um, and I, I want to hear that. what you say instead of like just tweeting me, leaving it open. Um, and it has to do with one of our topics today. So poll question today is... Drum roll, please. Drum roll. Do you think Queer Eye, the new edition of Queer Eye, has a more positive effect on the gay community or a more negative effect on the gay community? Um, Should you have an and why? Is this an essay question? (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Blue book and pencils. No. (laughs) Just more more positive, more negative. And Mm, then I mm -hmm. will report back to you guys um, on the next episode. That sounds fantastic. Yes. I'm super excited. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And then there, the, my polls will be on the website, theprivypodcast.com, priv, the which is not up live yet, but it will be in the next like week or so. So Excellent. next time you mm-hmm. hear from me, hopefully we'll have something, at least a landing Get page. ready, people. Um, And that's all for today. Going to be on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> on the World Wide Web we will be on. <laughs> right. The um, HTTPs. Yes. Remember to follow us at The Preview Podcast on Instagram and The Preview Podcast on Twitter. I think that's all I have. Connor, anything else? No, thank you so much for having me. You know how much I enjoy this. Thank you so for much being fun. here. And that's it, guys. We will... I hate saying this because you never know what to say. How we to will talk. listen to you. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> no. Thanks we for can't listening. hear you. <laughs> exactly. Thanks for listening to the Privy Podcast. This has been an episode brought to you by Courtney. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Featuring Connor. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> we'll talk to you next time. Yes. <laughs>